If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajara Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, I'm always going to give my opinion, but at the end of the day, it's up to Coach Marone and obviously uh, uh, Dave Caldwell and, and them to have the final say. But I have my way. You know, I, I definitely want to keep three with all the things going on in the world today with the, the coronavirus. You never know what's going to happen. you got to have three guys in the building, I would think, that know the position and know the offense and know the terminology. And uh, all, all four of them have shown the ability to do that, retain information, go out and execute, uh, and make plays. So... Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, roster numbers are what they are. And uh, if we have to go with two, we have to go with two. Uh, but obviously, um, being that one could get sick on a Friday before the game, you like to have three in the building. John Gruden of the Las Vegas Raiders there. <laughs> i tell you what, man. That coronavirus, man. i tell you what. <laughs> Frank Caliendo. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that was Jay Gruden. Sorry. <laughs> I love it, man. That was Jay Gruden today. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. And listen, I joke all in fun, man. It's oh, all, yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. A, but it's awesome. Like It's, it's unbelievable. It's awesome. yep. I know he hates it. He's got to hate it, but it's unbelievable. How could you not hate it? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's just uncanny. Yeah. And uh, that's Jay Gruden talking about three quarterbacks. Uh, it, they got to keep three quarterbacks, I would think. Yeah. I mean, he just obviously endorsed it. I mean, he endorsed it publicly, essentially. Mm-hmm. Which means they've talked about it before. Yeah. Uh, but they got to keep three. I mean, I think they'll keep all three of those guys. I think they keep Luton on the, uh, they try to sneak him on the practice squad. But I don't think there's a danger of somebody signing Luton. Yeah. Cause you're not, I mean, what, you're not going to sign him, sight on, I mean, six round guys are going to be on your active roster right away. Hard to believe. I mean, you could have drafted him if you wanted him. Unless somebody goes back, because they haven't even seen him. You know, you can't even see him play. And so I'd be very surprised. I think it's a safe bet that they could they could stash him on the practice squad. And you can protect some guys if they if he gets there. Yep. But make no mistake about it. I think he, he might not fit as one of the top three guys right now because of lack of experience. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a top three guy in their room, mm-hmm. they feel like. It's just a timing thing. You know what I mean? Does that make sure. sense? No, absolutely. I mean, they, I mean, I think they like. I think he showed listen, some good stuff. He played at a university that pretty much goes unknown. I mean, unless your name is Steven Jackson from back in the day, and you're a running back, and you're like number two in the nation at Oregon State. I remember that on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Unless you're from that team, no one really knows who Oregon State is. Okay, simple as that. So I think he comes from a, a spot where nobody saw him play. I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't know much about him. He's here in Jacksonville. I mean, I'll be honest, I, I saw him throw a couple times. Looks pretty legit. Big bodied guy, big arm guy. So, yeah, I think they like him. I think, you know, what is it going to look like when he gets the lives reps? Time will tell. But all things considered, I think they like what they see right now out of Jake Luton, and we'll see where that goes from here. Absolutely. Uh, hey, Coos, real quick. You got me thinking today. Um, you, what time have you been getting up? Uh, today was a little later than normal, but I've been getting up around 4.15. And so what's Gross. the point of this? So um, I do the morning sports centers here on, on ESPN 690. Those don't start until 5. So I give myself about 45 minutes to an hour to do some research, find some stories, you know, get some clips from the Jags or audio from the Jags and, and get it up there. Once I'm done that, then I go to the gym. 
that way I can get home in time to like relax and hang out and play some video games before coming here. It's an interesting calendar. Yeah. yeah. But that just started for you. It's been two weeks. You, how are we doing? I didn't realize how much you can get done if you wake up at four in the morning. It's amazing. I, it really is. Like I, I, The other day, I, I went to the gym. I did all the sports updates. I did all the social for the other stuff I do in this building, and it was 9.30. And I was Dang. like, I have from 9.30 until 1.30 to play video games. This is great. <laughs> well, <'cause>, <laughs> <laughs> sleep would have been, you know. Yeah, well, it's like do do? everybody's got priorities in yeah. time of day, uh, but it's like if you if you burn it on the other side and you stay up late, yeah. you probably Which, get less done and drink more we, beer. Good we, point. Well, Good here's, point. Here's we actually had this debate. So, uh, uh, what about more uh, coffee too, probably? Uh, Jake, who well, does I would the, drink more coffee if I got up at five o'clock. Regardless, in the yeah, I, yeah. Coffee consumption has been through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Jake, who does the Sports Center updates during our show, we have we were talking the other day because he stays up. In till like five in the morning, playing games, and I get up, hey. and I was like, <laughs> I which be young again. Well, I asked him. I was like, which one's worse, me waking up to get my stuff done so I can essentially play, or you staying up till five in the morning? When are you all gonna grow up, right? I mean, never. <laughs> Dude, listen, I was, I was <laughs> when, like when that man. Around, I guess I was the guy that would stay up till all hours of the morning. Just I can't do pointless can't. watching pointless TV, and now I, I can't. There's no way I can't, I can't stay function. up late, even when I'm waking up at a normal time. I, if it gets past like midnight, I start feeling really. Like, Ugh. See, yeah. that's interesting. I mean, uh, my body clock has been two in the morning since college, oh, right? Man. I mean, yeah. and it's just the way oh. our shift. I used you know, to. TV no, that's the way you yeah. operate. Yeah, it's just the way it goes. But I also am not afraid to get up in the morning. Like I like getting up early. Like getting up early is okay. I hate. I don't like sleeping. Yeah. I mean, like, I, like if I sleep in and yeah. if I seriously oh, I get to a point, I'm like, I, I feel like I wasted part of it. I you know. know. I get mad. Like I, I'd rather be like going to play nine holes of golf and getting up at seven in the morning yeah. than sleeping until nine. I actually, like I feel like I missed I something. Had that. Such a I basic had, statement, though. But I, such a basic statement. Go I, ahead, Kuz. I'll explain in a second. I had that happen the other day. Is that, you know normally my day to sleep in is Saturdays or Sundays. Well, because I've decided to be a horrible golfer every Sunday, I can't sleep in. And then on Saturdays, we've decided to start doing the the Driving Dish podcast, so I have to wake up for that too. So you know, sleeping in. There's anymore. no sleeping in anymore. Yeah. I think well, if, if I you did, sleep till seven, that's kind of sleeping gonna, in now. That's fair. That's I'm going to go on whatever some mom's clothing like moms.com, and I'm going to buy you the coffee and cardio T-shirt, and I'm going to buy you the <laughs> Don't talk to me till I've had my car uh, till I had my coffee T-shirt. I'm going to buy you the one that says like. I'll sleep when I'm dead. T-shirt. Yeah, like, there is that. Every time I say that, I kind of feel yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Those are mom shirt quotes you're saying lying, right now. I'd be lying if I didn't believe it. It's I hear you, man. I mean, I'd be lying. Like, those are mom shirt quotes. I, I say this all the time. Oh. My mom my mom gets up. She, I think she still does. But, I mean, she used to get up at like 5 in the morning. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the time. And she, like, it was time in high school, my mom would make wake me up at, at like 5.15 and we would go play tennis before high school, before Dang. school. Because uh, we started school at like 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, that's what we did too. Uh, so, yeah. we, I mean, we wouldn't go every day. But yeah. like once a week, we would do something. Like we would do, I don't know. We're on like a, t- like she was on a tennis kick. Yeah. Like she was not like a tennis, she didn't play tennis. Yeah, yeah. But she was like, I want to try to play tennis. And yeah. so we went and, and would play for like a few months. I remember doing it. Right, we actually would go to the high school, yeah. <laughs> and then I'd have to go home, shower up, and then come oh, back. Oh, man, if my mom uh, but, tried to wake me up in high school to play, I would... That would not have happened. I know. That's how, but, but my mom was like, if we would sleep till like at eight o'clock, like she wouldn't let us sleep past eight o'clock. Oh, she wasn't having it? No, 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 no. Like she, I, was, I don't know what the time was. Maybe sometimes yeah, yeah, 830. Yeah. But yeah. we, in my house, we did not, like my sisters and I did not sleep till 10, 11 I, noon. Yeah. It, it did not happen. Like 
We didn't have any of those days until like college. Dude, so I don't know why she just wouldn't let us do it. Shout out to my grandma, man. So like, I grew up with my grandparents and everything like that, and she worked nights at the canning factory. So she would work from like six, get home like probably like around four or five in the morning. She'd get up at eight and then watch me watch my rambunctious, you know, self all day, oh. no nap or anything, and she dominated it, man. Yeah. And like obviously as a kid, you take it for granted, but now being a parent, dude, if I don't have eight hours. My son's on his own. Like I'm sorry, like, I, I I can't give you the time and effort that you need, man, because I'm not in it. Like just go do whatever, go play your second Genesis. Dad has got a nap. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, dude. Don't fall down. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't hurt yourself. Don't, don't cut hurt anything. Yourself. Don't bleed. Yeah. And when mom gets home, you're gonna be good to go. There were plenty of those days yeah. when I was watching the kids early on. By the way, I was like, <laughs> and I was like, what are they doing? Oh yeah. shoot, they've been quiet for a while, yeah, throwing yeah. all over the walls. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were like, oh, that was fun times. Yeah. I think that's when, when I'll have to really change. Like, if, if or when I have a kid, that's when things will... It, See, it, go it's ahead. just crazy, like, because, well, when he... Kuz tweeted this morning, he was like, hey, can we do Battle of the Sunrise? Yeah. And so I was like, man, I just went to bed at, like, 145. <laughs> and Kuz is up, like, when I saw the tweet, or what, I don't even know what time he tweeted it, but I know yeah. he's been saying that he's been getting up early. So I'm like... Like, we're almost just passing just each like, other yeah, by, like, man. Like, like, two ships passing in the night, and one <laughs> ship is, like, partying, and other ship's kind of like, yeah, we'll see you later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, we all live, I mean, everybody does that, different lives, but yeah. uh, mine is definitely the, the late night crowd, although the pandemic has changed it. Yeah. I have been to bed around midnight more than ever before. Oof. Now, it's not a nightly thing, yeah. but I'm just saying, there have been times even a little bit before midnight yeah and i'll even say to myself oh my gosh like what am i doing here like going to bed i don't even know how to go to bed at this yeah. time so going back to watching your, your kids real quick my wife and i have this competition because obviously we're both parents and obviously we love each other very much and obviously we have to know who the better parent is in terms of raising our son <laughs> so there's a competition coos and once you have kids man you realize this there's a competition Whoever goes to the hospital, like if your kid goes to the hospital on your watch, that's minus one. And right now, Brett, needless to say, I'm batting 500, man. I, I'm, I'm old for nothing, man. My what? One time, one time, our son has gone to the hospital on her watch. He had to get stitches, like I think in an eye or a chin. There's some kind of facial injury because he fell. So I'm winning that battle right now. So that's better a, parent, hey, how about your boy? Always have that in your back pocket. Oh, always in my back pocket. Well, I'm sorry. Did my son, uh, did ours, I said my son, did our son go to the hospital on my watch? <laughs> no, he didn't. So I think he can stay up another 30 minutes to play video games. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah. Hospital. Yeah, exactly. Wrestling. Hospital. hospital. Exactly. Our movie hey. at five. Yeah, hospital. Watching Terminator <laughs> 2 Judgment Day or hospital. Okay. There it is. You got that in your back pocket. Hey, not on my watch, Brent. Not <laughs> hospitals on my watch, man. Hey, uh, college football, speaking of not on my watch, uh, on the Big Ten's watch, will they play football in 2020? Just a simple question. Do you think at some point, their reverse course. There, there's some chatter, by the way, if you're just catching up today, that there are some reports and, and scuttlebutt mm -hmm. that they're going to try to start the season in, in as soon as Thanksgiving time. Uh, so we've heard from spring league ideas to uh, I think it was Ryan Day at Ohio State said, hey, let's start this thing up right in January and we'll play through here. You know, Purdue mm -hmm. uh, and Brom came out with the idea of here's how you can do a spring league. Here's how it will affect 2021. Here's how we get to work on this. And now the latest is, hey, maybe in, in late November. Uh, so this, the question is simple. Will the Big Ten and I'll leave the Pac-12 out of it right now because it seems like all the, the talk is coming from the Big Ten. Will the Big Ten play football before December 31st? I think so. And regardless of what the optics look like, regardless of if it makes them look bad for changing lanes once again, it comes down to the student-athletes, right? And it comes down to those football players. And I think 
that you, you, you've seen the outcry from the parents and the players alike. I think to try to come to some kind of common ground and reconciliation, you put it after Thanksgiving and at least give some athletes out there a chance to play football, showcase their skills, and then go do their thing at the next level of the NFL. Now, keep in mind, it's only a small percentage of those guys, right? But I just think that if you move it to the spring, it's just too long, man, right? Because you have those guys just watching. All right, well, look at here's here goes Georgia and here goes Alabama. They're playing. We're sitting at our couches just minding our own time. Like that's a rough scene to be a part of. So I think yes, they're gonna play before the new year. Well, listen, if you go to let's just say a truncated eight game schedule mm-hmm. and you started to play around Thanksgiving, let's just even anticipate it's the first of December. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get three games in even around the holiday. Let's give a week of of off in there. Well, you could be done by the by Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be done with it by the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's it's a little truncated. It's a little different, but it also is done in time for all those. You might miss the Senior Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, but who knows what's going on with the Senior Bowl this year? And you're ready for the combine. You're ready for all this stuff. Uh, if you're those draftable guys, you get your year of eligibility in for the other guys. So. I think it's a doable thing on the calendar. And and here's the thing. I've been critical of the Big Ten I, from a, from this standpoint. They made the decision so dang early. Yeah. Like, I just don't get it. Like, tell me why I'd love to go ask a president at Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, wherever, and be like, give me the logic here. Mm-hmm. Just give me the logic of two months a solid eight weeks before you could have started the season when some like the SEC are starting on September 26th. Basically, two months before you said, now we can't do it. Like, why so early? Who did you have to alert? And by the way, there are still practices going on on those campuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During well, the week. So it's not like they said, hey, everybody's going home, virtual school. We can't have it. we got to decide by the time we start school. That wasn't really part of it. Yeah. So that's what I don't understand about it. I, I don't get the logic in deciding so quickly here. But I'll, that being said, that I think is the, the stupidity of this sure. uh, decision. They might be right. You have to consider that they might be right. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not they're not wrong yet. The ACC, the SEC, the Big 12 could certainly be wrong in all this. Mm-hmm. We won't know that for months and months down the road. And the last part of it for me is I don't mind if they change. You're allowed to change. I don't. Ca- I understand perception is things will be written. Listen, I'm already telling you, I think you're dumb for making the decision early. Yeah. People are going to say, well, you don't know what the heck you're doing if you're in about face. Nah, see, I don't look at it that way. I say, you know, they've taken more of the – consideration they've taken the player's voice into this a little bit parents voice into it yeah. and they're looking at more of the science or whatever they're doing to determine that maybe thanksgiving is a t- I, i'm not going to overly criticize them if they change course here this is a wacky time uh i'm more critical of them deciding so dang early well, to cancel yeah. than i would be if they did an about face and played Regardless of what happens from this, regardless if the Big Ten decides to play before the New Year after Thanksgiving or they play in the spring, you have to talk about the mistakes that were made. Okay, I think the first mistake, obviously, like you said, Brent, they decided too early. And remember, like there was like rumors and rumblings saying that well, we're going to announce this, we're not going to play until the spring. And I think that they thought that since they made that announcement, that other schools would follow suit. 
right? It's almost like you're walking with a group of friends, and you, there's two roads to go home. You either go down the road with, with a bully that lives in the street that's shorter, or you go down the longer way where it's safer. And the Big Ten's like, ah, screw it. Let's go down the shorter way with the bully, see what happens. And the SEC and the Big 12 are like, good luck with that. No, we're going to stick on our own course here and do our own thing. So the Big Ten kind of got left out to dry a little bit. So I think they, they over-anticipated the fact that the other schools weren't going to follow them. Okay, that's one step. Number two, you didn't keep the players, the coaches, everybody informed what was happening, right? You essentially pulled the rug underneath their feet a little bit, and everybody was surprised. Very little communication. Hence the outburst. Hence the outcry. Hence the the hashtag, we want to play. Hence parents being mad um, that their kids aren't playing right now. So you did that as well. So once again, yeah, the, the, the timing... Horrible. Could have waited a little longer. But also, the fact that you kind of just pulled the rug out between everyone's feet, not a good look either. That's no. all sorry. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, uh, this weekend, busy week. We're going to shift gears right into Daytona. And coming up tonight, there's Xfinity race. No fans allowed in that one. Coke Zero Sugar 400 tomorrow night. The end of the regular season for NASCAR. And that uh, takes place tomorrow night right down at Daytona International Speedway. First time the race has ever been run uh, here this late in August or in August. And it means a lot. Uh, it means a lot for the playoffs that are about to take place. Well, one of the, the big drivers in the sport of NASCAR is Ryan Blaney. Action Sports Jack Stewart Weber catching up with him this week on the verge of the regular season finale in NASCAR at Daytona. Ryan Blaney, driver of the number 12, already with one super speedway win under his belt this year as the circuit heads to Daytona for the final race of the regular season. Knowing that you got that speed from that win at Talladega, how confident are you heading into this race at Daytona to wrap up the regular season? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. And uh, you know, yeah, the speedways have been been pretty good to us here the last you know few times we've run them. Um, so I think our speed has been pretty good as a whole group. You know, on the Penske side, it's just a matter of you know these these speedway races are so up in the air of if you're going to make it to the end, what's going to happen? You just never know. We've been in plenty of wrecks of these speedways. None of our doing, you just kind of get you know crammed in the middle of it, and there's nowhere to go. Uh, but like I said, the last few have been good to where we've missed some of those wrecks and then been able to capitalize them on, capitalize on them at the end. Uh, so that's been something good. Uh, but you never know how your fortune's going to be. But uh, I think our car has been really fast. So you, you definitely have that confidence knowing your car is going to be fast and competitive. So hopefully, go out there and lead a bunch of laps and, and hopefully stay in front of uh, you know those wrecks that are just kind of bound to happen at these racetracks. Well, and with that happening, you have to feel pretty good to know that you are not on the bubble like some of the guys are heading into this race with so much uncertainty and so many question marks. I mean, anybody can win at Daytona, so you have to feel pretty good not not to be you know worrying about points on a day like this. Yeah, that part's nice. You know, that's part's nice that we're locked in uh, to the playoffs already. Uh, you know, there's a handful of guys that are right outside the bubble or right on the bubble, you know, only single-digit numbers uh, to the good or, or right outside of it. But then you got, you know, these speedways, you've seen a bunch of surprise winners. So you got guys that won't have a chance to point their way in that could go out and win the race. So it's going to be exciting. Uh, it's, I think it's really neat they moved the, you know, the summer Daytona race to be in the regular season cutoff just because there's going to be so much stuff going on. Uh, and, it's you know, it's cool that we have three guys that are really tight on points that for only two spots. And then, you know, like I said, you got guys outside that can go win and, and be in and knock one of those guys out that thought they were good on points. So that'll be interesting to watch, um, but it is nice to be locked in. Definitely don't have to have that stress. You can just go out and try to win the race. Yeah, and you can already start to kind of look ahead to to the, you know, the 10-race postseason and 
a lot of these tracks you've already seen this year and had speed at. I mean, that's been one of those consistent things for for your team is having that speed and being able to be up front. Uh, how crucial is it, you know, knowing you've had that experience, especially when you consider that, you know, you're not going to practice, you're not getting a chance to qualify at all these tracks that are coming up here uh, in the races that really count once it comes down to the end of the year. Yeah, that is important. Um, you know, being able to see these tracks for the second time, like you pointed out, you know, obviously there being no practice or things like that. You know, we're going to these places that we've we've been to maybe once this year. You know, there's only a a couple places we haven't been to this year. You know, I look at Richmond and the Charlotte Roval, um, things like that. Places we have not gone this year. Uh, they have to look back at previous notes, but uh, that part is big. Trying to go to these tracks and, and having a notebook uh, from a handful of months ago that you can rely on. Um, so you know, so we're definitely looking forward to that 10 week stretch. Uh, but our job right now is to go try to win Daytona. But like you said, it'll be you're full out here, uh, you know, in those playoffs for 10 weeks and, and trying to uh, you know, run better than you did uh, if you've been there earlier this year or, or try to hit it right, you know, unloading off the truck and just going out there and racing. Um, it's a tough stretch with some 16 great great cars and teams and uh, just try to do your best to advance through the rounds and hopefully make it to Phoenix for that Final Four. You mentioned the Roval. What did you think about the Daytona road course? Uh, I know some of these drivers have had the chance to, to get out there for, like, the Rolex 24, but – for so many of you guys, it was just kind of a, a blind effort where you just had to jump right into it. Yeah, definitely a blind effort. Um, you know, we did a lot of laps on simulators and stuff like that, but until you're actually out there and you're feeling what the car's doing, you know, underneath your butt and things like that, you, you don't know. You know, it's hard to simulate that. So I thought it was neat. You know, it was a new thing for everybody. Uh, like you said, there's a couple guys that have run the, the Rolex uh, there before that have actually seen the track, but our cars are so different than those, you know, sports cars that they run that race in. So, um, but I, I thought it was fun. Uh, it was cool for something. It was something different for the fans to watch. It was definitely a different experience for us. It was really tough. That place was, was way new to us. Uh, and then just throwing us out there for the race, you're like, okay, well, better learn really fast what to do here. And, um, so I thought it was, I thought it was good. It was nice that NASCAR and, you know, Daytona and the teams were wanting to try something different and hopefully the fans enjoyed it. And now you learn something for the chase next year. Speaking of chase, that's who picked up the win. I got two more questions for you. We'll start with Chase Elliott. Does he have mustache envy? What's going on there, Ryan? Yeah, I saw his dirty mustache he's got going on, and uh, he sent me a photo of it the other night. And right when he did, I was like, "Yeah, man, join the club." Finally, he uh, he wanted to join me, but uh, I think he has mustache fever, mustache envy, whatever you want to call it. You know, but I think he can rock it. He should he should run it for the rest of the playoffs. I'm I'm encouraging him to do so. Uh, so we'll see if he can do it or not. But yeah, that was that was a new look for him. I was proud of him. I was proud he joined the mustache crew. Well, we certainly know the mustache is here in Jacksonville with Gardner Minshew, the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I will leave you with a football question. We remember interviewing you at the Super Bowl a few years ago when the Patriots were there. What's going to happen with New England this year now that Tom Brady is gone? What what are your thoughts on, on your favorite team? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I think it's great they got Cam. Uh, you know, obviously he was a quarterback at the Panthers for his whole professional career until now. It was a, it was a shame to see him leave because he was a great, you know, he's a great quarterback, an amazing athlete. Um, and I'm curious what he can do, you know, under Belichick. And I, I think, you know, with the right coaching, he can really refine his game because he's arguably one of the best athletic quarterbacks out there. Just a massive individual, massive dude. And um, he's kind of got that double threat. You know, he can run and, and, he can pass the ball well, and I think that that side could just keep, keep getting better and better. So I'll be curious to see uh, what they can do, and um, 
I think that's a pretty good home for him. Like I said, I hated to see him leave Carolina, but um, it'll be a cool new experience. I'll be I'll be excited to watch that team and see how he fits in. But I'm hoping for the best. It'll be good. I'd just be happy when football season comes around. Uh, that'll be nice to kind of get that stuff back rolling here soon, hopefully. Yeah, no doubt about it. A little bit of football talk and plenty of NASCAR talk with Ryan Blaney, driver of the number 12, headed to Daytona this weekend. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Check out the car and the race tomorrow night. Coke 0400 at Daytona International Speedway. By the way, Stewart uh, on his way down to Daytona now. He's going to cover the Xfinity race tonight. So we'll have Daytona covered for you all weekend long on the TV side of things, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Don't forget about Action Sports Shacks primetime, Saturday night, 1030 on Fox 30, 1130 on CBS 47. And tonight, another edition of First and 10 Training Camp at 1115 on CBS 47 and Fox 30. You're listening to Action Sports Shacks and might be watching, too, on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, to ESPN 690. When we come back, protests in the sports world. We're seeing them. We've seen them. Does it equal change when it happens or just attention? Is there a difference? We discuss next on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. And Tony Khan clap back. There you go, Coos. There's a, there's a clap back for you. Clapped. So, it's a, just it's clapped. a gamer thing. Eric Clapton. Okay. Yeah. That, that'd be a good oh, gamer name. I'm oh, using oh, that tonight. Gamer name. Check your boy, Eric, Eric Clapton. Clapton. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Brent Martineau. Yeah. You guys just had a moment. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. You see him every day on CBS 47, Fox 30. Action Sports Jacks. Austin Lane. He's a former Jag star and current MMA fighter. Broadcasting live from the Anna Jar and Levine studio. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. You know, as you figure things out, there's new things that come up every day. Um, and that's, you know, what they have always said is, you know, each day have, have new things to work on, have new problems, make new mistakes. Uh, I think it's big, you know, once you identify what you're messing up on, address it, and then hopefully that's no longer an issue and, you know, you can move on to whatever you do wrong next. And what area do you feel you've made the most progress? Is that Terry? Gary? Ricky? I think Mitch has backed off that, actually, with Smitter. You got all sorts of things happening over here. I just, that was... I mean, what just happened in the last three minutes? That was equivalent of in school, I would have failed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't do any favors asking for the number to the show to call in for a guest hopefully we have coming on the show here. I mean, really, like, that that threw him off asking for a number? I don't know. I mean, No, going to the bathroom instead of prepping the break was what... And then he comes in here because he has he's made that cool thing on the... But he's afraid to ask me to just hit the button. I mean, I can hit the button. Hit the button, man. Brent is more than capable. He doesn't trust you. Seconds away from doing it. He doesn't trust you. I'm not even 10 seconds. I was going to say 10 feet. I'm not even 10 feet. No, no. 10 inches, that's a little too... You aren't social distancing it right now. No. No. You're fine. You're right there. I that, was, that was baseball three you. strikes out. Like I was, I, I did bad there. Yeah, that's the turkey mess up. Uh, here's the deal. I just got this in from uh, Duval County. Friday night lights and fan capacity. Mm. September 11th will be the games. That's where we'll start in high school football. And I'm seriously just getting this. So. 
this is what it looks like. The district will limit attendance to 30% of a venue's capacity for spectators of athletic events. The limitation is to enable social distancing among spectators. Face coverings will be required for fans entering and leaving facilities, and at any point, social distancing is not possible, such as the concessions. Face coverings can be removed when fans are seated in outdoor stadiums. Face coverings will be required in all indoor venues, such as gymnasiums, and at events where social dis- distancing may not be possible, uh, such as cross-country and swim meets. Congregating at games or in the parking lots will not be allowed. So that is the latest uh, including football games, we're talking about 30% capacity for high school events. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I knew that was the recommendation, and now that's uh, obviously going through. But at least there will be some fans. And keep in mind, football games, especially for high school sports, it's a, it's a moneymaker. Yeah. But at 30%, they're not going to nearly make as much money as, as they could have or thought they would have. Uh, and this is just in Duval. We'll see what St. John's does and, and Clay and Nassau County and Baker County and all the rest. Um, but so far, this is Duval County and uh, 30%. So, well, there it is. Yeah. I, listen, I like it. You know, I mean, if you're going to have football, especially high school football, I mean, that's something that you want the parents at, right? You, you want the parents there to support their kids and cheer them on and everything like that and hopefully keep it within reason. Let's keep the language down to a minimum. Be a fan, not a fanatic. That was a big thing back when I was in high school. That was like the that was like the national like the slogan campaign that they would like the signs at our field. What did it say? Be a fan, not a fanatic. <laughs> so yeah. So you, you, you use that in Jacksonville as that well. That doesn't please. work in Philly. Uh, I bet not. <laughs> um, for multiple uh, reasons, of course. So anyway, that's the latest on high school. High school football practices are underway. High school practices in general are underway. Some teams will play a week from today. Mm-hmm. And uh, most teams will play a real game two weeks from today. So that is the latest uh, with high school football as we get closer and closer to all these events. 16 days until the NFL. Really, it's less than two weeks if you consider the NFL season. That'll be the first Thursday night game. College football is happening this weekend. Why aren't we betting on these games? Did you see that they messed up the the betting thing? With, oh, I didn't see with that. Austin. Was it, is Austin P playing this weekend? Yeah. Well, listen, I don't or talk, did it get canceled? No, they're I'm playing. Not sure. no, they're well, playing. I don't talk about them because they're, they're like a big rival at Murray State. So <clears throat> to them, but um, yeah. So I guess like <laughs> the bookmakers had the wrong favorite. So like when they posted the odds for that, I, who's Austin P even playing? Central Arkansas? Maybe? I think it's something like that. Yeah, yeah whatever it is. Schools, yeah, yeah. I, I'm really doing my homework today. Um. With that being said, though, so that they posted like the wrong favorite. So like obviously there's a lot of sharks out there who are betting on FCS college football. You degenerates, you um, <laughs> need something. Obviously got a pretty good break and you know picking the opposite of the favorite. I guess it was or whatever. So that was big news out of Vegas. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, what did they do on that then? They just had to switch it back. So they just switch it, but all, does no, all the money I mean, go off the board? No, then? I don't think so. I think because it, w- it wasn't like it wasn't a mistake such as like weather, like the game didn't play. I mean, th- that was on the odds makers. I think when the odds makers make that mistake, you still have to go through with it. If I'm not mistaken, really? Yeah, but I'm not a degenerate, so I don't know. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> no, I haven't been itching because I want to bet on preseason football on FanDuel. I haven't been doing that at all. What are we talking about? Uh, I got you. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. So anyway, that's all these sports are firing up. Uh, that's a good thing. They're also firing up amidst um, another, I would say, level of uh, the movement that we've seen in sports over the last few months for social injustice, uh, police brutality, Black Lives Matter. And it's been an historical week already. Uh, the NBA is getting back to action tomorrow. Major League Baseball games have played and some have not played. Uh, Major League Soccer, WNBA, uh, the list goes on and on. 
and we've seen protests uh, from a cancellation of practices to games to playoff games. Uh, and nine teams, by the way, yesterday canceled practice. The Baltimore Ravens uh, canceled practice today. They did not yesterday. Uh, but then they spent time yesterday putting out a statement and working on a statement together that was very powerful. And uh, in addition to the statement, they wanted actionable items listed. And it said that we cannot right all the wrongs of our country's history. We can arrest and charge the police officers responsible for, for Breonna Taylor's killing and the shooting of Jacob Blake. The man that Senator Mitch McConnell bring the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act of 2020 to the Senate floor for vote and qualified immunity, require body cameras, ban chokeholds and no-knock warrants, hold police accountable in court, establish a framework to prohibit racial profiling at federal, state, and local levels, support state and federal mandated uh, accreditation and national standards of care in policing. It goes on to say, encourage everyone to engage in political process by registering to vote on both the local and national level. That has been a big push by athletes and organizations, even Duke and Mike Krzyzewski uh, yesterday. Demand prison sentencing reform that is fair and equi equitable. Encourage every citizen to act with respect and compliance when engaging with the police. If you feel there has been an abuse of power, we encourage you to contact your police department's internal affairs unit. It says at the end, we will use our platform to drive change now, not just for our generation, but for the generations that follow for our sons and daughters and for their children. So what is profound about this is the Baltimore Ravens are demanding change and specific change. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, again, to go back to the top of the show a little bit, that is something we've discussed on and off the air this week. So what does it look like? What? What is satisfying, if you will, in the interim, in the short term? Nothing should be satisfying. It's probably a poor word choice. But a lot of these goals are, we use the word systemic, systemic racism, systemic problems. Well, when you use that, when you replace systemic things, I'll say what I said yesterday, that takes a long time to change. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just reality. Mm -hmm. So what can be done in the interim? What can be done in the short term? Uh, obviously, voting has been a big push. Yeah. You determine if you have the people in place to uh, to lead the right way. Mm -hmm. Well, I even think to a degree, there's a couple of things at hand. I, the voting push is terrific. Sure. Uh, it's been everybody's right to vote if they're eligible to vote. And for some reason, they're not voting. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody, uh, white, black and different. The voting oh, the voting polls have always been down. So. But there's two parts of the voting, in my opinion, at least as it stands right here in August of 2020 with an election on the way in a couple of months. And I do think it's important to note, while we think voting, we think presidential vote. I don't think that's what this is targeting as much. I think this it might target that, but it also targets local voting in terms of uh, sheriffs and uh, uh, anyone at the mayors, yeah, mayors, anyone at the local senators, levels. Yeah. leadership Correct. at the local levels. Well. Two things have to take place for that to be super effective. One, you have to have candidates that you're willing to vote for that will spark change. Mm -hmm. Not every race in terms of political race have two candidates or however many candidates. They say, oh, yeah, one of those guys definitely are going to yeah. mark change. So if we vote for one of them, it's going to work. Yeah, ah, That's part of the systemic problem maybe of politics. Yeah. Do we have the right people running for office? Correct. Well, that too could take a little bit. Mm -hmm. The other part of it is, and I'm as guilty as anybody on this, 
you got to educate yourself. Correct. You got two or two months or so to educate yourself on what these people believe in, yep. the policies they believe in, who they're all about. Because let's be honest, in my world, I've tuned out politics. Mm-hmm. I don't pay. I don't watch that stuff on TV. I don't watch each side tell me what to do and 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 vote for and see and I don't believe any of it because mm-hmm. it's hard to believe what's the truth and what's not. So I don't. And so therefore. I probably don't know as much as I should know about that stuff. And if I don't, too, I'm sure a lot of other people don't. Uh, They're probably along with me, whether they want to admit it or not. So now you over these next few months to see change. One thing is to get people to the polls. But I want people going to the polls that are educated. And and I want people to vote for that I think are going to spark change. And listen, and from the national level, you know, I mean, you have a pretty good idea of like who you'd want to vote for and things like that. You kind of know where everybody stands, regardless of what you believe in or not. But at the local level, it's harder, right? Because these local people, they're not on, you know, Fox News and CNN every single day. Like, you don't see what they're talking about. You don't, I mean, you might see like people talk about it on, you know, social media platforms. But once again, how much do you take, um, as, you know, wholesale? So, yeah, it's on, you know, communities and things like that to do their research. And and that's, that takes time. That takes effort and that takes energy. But obviously at a local level, that's where it starts. So you have to do your, your research and do your homework on the local level and then work your way up. So back to what the Ravens said. Mm-hmm. How good is this from a specific standpoint? Again, I have my concerns even about I, I like the idea of getting people voting, vote, but I think education is a part important part of this for all of us. Now, I'm not talking PhDs and master's degrees. I'm talking about education on who you're voting for. Yeah. You, know, you can't just vote. Yeah. Uh, that's it can't just do any meeny miny mo. That doesn't solve problems. So they are very specific. How big of a statement is this by the Ravens that we now have something specific that players are saying can rally around? And even from a player's perspective across all sports to say, hey, these are the things we're rallying around. These are the actionable things. Now, how we go about doing this in our communities can be different Mm -hmm. because our communities are different. But at least here's some targets to try to hit. Yeah. uh, Listen, this is football 101. And once again, we have a situation where real life is mirroring the game of football. And the reason why I say that is because regardless if you're in high school, if you're in college, or you're in the pros, every single team that ever played on, we've done the same thing. That first day that we sit in that team meeting room, what do you do? You map out your goals and you make them specific. We want to win so and so many games. We want to go to a championship on defense. We want to hold the, we want to hold teams to so many yards rushing per game. We want to hold teams so many yards per game on offense. How many points per game do you want to score? How many touchdowns do you want to score? It's all about writing out specific goals and sticking to those goals. And when you're in, you know, the, the, the dog days of training camp and you're exhausted and you're tired and you're mentally fatigued, you go back to those goals that you wrote on the, wrote on the board and it's like, oh, that's why we're doing this for. This is essentially what the Baltimore Ravens did here in terms of social and racial justice. Yeah, I'm, right? a little, yeah, I'm almost a little surprised it took so long to get a detailed yeah, illustration yeah. of it. Yeah, I'm, I mean... But but that's fine. Yeah, and, no, yeah. I like that they did it. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it just took one organization to do it. Correct. And maybe yeah. I've missed others, by the way. Maybe some have said, I think that everybody's saying the same thing, but it's not bullet well, point for listen, me to read it that yeah, way. You know I, what I, mean? think, I think organizations have said it. I think in press conferences there has been things that have been said, but obviously not written out um, to the detail as the Baltimore Ravens have done. Now, do other teams maybe follow suit a little bit and request what they want? Possibly. Um, 
but I do like what the Ravens did. And like I said, it, to me, it's so football where you're writing down the an accurate depiction of what those guys in the locker room are representing, and then you put it out there in the universe, and you know where players are coming from. Because right now, and once again, we talk about doing your homework and doing your research. You should know why the Milwaukee Bucks protested. And you should know why other teams, whether in Major League Baseball or the NBA's, you know, chose to boycott and set out the games. You should know that. Now, maybe some people out there still aren't really familiar with what's going on in Wisconsin. That's fine. But it's the athlete's job. It's the people that are trying to spark the change to educate people. And right here, we have a, a form of education where it's like, this is what we want. This is what we're asking for. Now let's go out there and do it. And I like it. I, I do like it. I, I think it's some. I, I don't know if it's just me, but I think we we read in threes and 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 bullet points, and uh, I just think that adds up more than paragraphs sometimes. You know what I mean? Without a doubt. And so seeing it represented that way, seeing it presented that way, I think uh, is is a good thing. And now, can you check some boxes in that sense? And, and by the way, I I don't mean to make light. I mean it's it's bigger than checking boxes. But can you check off some of that list well, to, to see actionable results? Well, and this is the big thing. It's like I talked about, you know, with my, you know, your first day of training camp comparison here, <clears throat> where these are the goals, right? These are the goals for the season. Obviously, it's not a season now. I mean, it's for the rest of our lives, but these are the goals. So, you know, if things are getting rough or if you see someone start to slip off a little bit, you go back to these goals. You, you go back to these bullet points and say, this is what we're fighting for right now. I like that. I, I I like having, um, essentially, just like in football, I like having that on the board where it's like, hey, if you're getting exhausted, man, if you're getting tired, if, you, if your heart's not in it, rem- remember why we're doing this. It's for these goals. And that's what we have here from the Baltimore Ravens. I almost think I'd understand politics more if they would give me a three-bullet point of what the heck they're trying to do. <laughs> for sure. Now, for I'm not sure. sure I'd believe them. But that's a good point. I, I'd certainly... Maybe understand it a little bit better. Correct. Uh, and it's a big part of it. You know, the voting push is big. I think I saw um, Mark D'Antoni. Mm-hmm. Um, did I just say that right? Mark D'Antoni? Yeah. Houston. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it didn't sound yeah. right to me. Maybe because I don't say his name very often. Yeah. It's not like we talk Houston it, Rockets basketball. True, true, true. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Mike. Mike. Mark, I just Mark's, said Mike. Uh, Mike. Mark used to coach um, He coached at Michigan State. Uh, I, thought you, I don't know where you're going with it. Okay. Well, maybe that's why I got yeah, messed up. Yeah, I was like, yeah, what yeah. are you doing? I just, yeah, the, I just saw him today. Uh, but he had the scan me, I think it said, okay. to vote. Yeah. To send people to the site. Sure. Right? So there's a big push all across sports mm-hmm. um, for the voting aspect of it. But again, I will say it. You got to be educated. You still have to have the right people on that ballot to vote for. Absolutely. And that might be a little late in the game. Yeah. So this is not like a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. Is my point. Uh, you know these these movements take time. Uh, you know Duke was doing that yesterday with Shashevsky talking. They were going to register to vote yesterday. The men's and women's basketball teams. Mm-hmm. He was encouraging other people around campus. Uh, you know that. It, it's still going to take another cycle, though. Is my point. You know. Yeah. Um. So even the voting, yeah, get there. But getting the right leaders in there for the change that people are looking for could take another two years, four years, whatever it might be uh, in the voting cycle. Uh, Because we got a break in a minute, right? Yeah, you got a minute. Okay. Well, I'm not going to get into this part right yet then. When we come back, I'll do it. But a a little history lesson, a brief one, of some of the sports protests that we've seen in sports history. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of protests we've seen for civil rights, for women's rights, for other things. And 
does it work? You know, we end up here on a Friday, got about an hour to go, and it's been a big week in sports, big week for everybody in the country, and sports and athletes are trying to spark change. So a little bit of a history lesson that sometimes it works and sometimes maybe it doesn't. Will it work this time around? One more thought on that. We also have a Jags player joining us on the show in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll update you on Tiger Woods. He's disappointing me. That's a hint. (laughs) And we'll get ready to roll into the weekend. It's next on ESPN 690. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.